it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No! Please, no! 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 Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Everybody stay calm. It's time. It's time. You say it's time. Stay calm. Oh, everybody look at the tree. Oh, I love this tree. Oh, joy. The holidays again. What is the deal? I've been asking that question for years at this point. There is a distinct difference between you and I. And that is that I enjoy everything that surrounds Christmas, and mm-hmm. you are the Grinch. Also, you are a girl, and I am a boy. That doesn't matter. Oh, that I matters. I know plenty of other guys that enjoy Christmas, and Christmas music, and Christmas decoration. I'm just talking about the general, overall difference between you and I. Did you? Okay. Who brought Christmas into okay. this? You yes. have a ponytail, I have a mustache. I'd be willing to trade, though. Okay ponytail for a mustache sure okay um did you roll your eyes when you pulled up to my house tonight and saw all the christmas decorations no no No. i didn't nope is that because your mind was someplace else and you were just thinking about food or something yes i wasn't thinking about food in fact every time i pull up to your guys's house my mind is going to be on where i need to park (laughs) because you have a three Three, uh, like, garage doors. Mm -hmm. They're always closed, but that doesn't mean that you guys are done using them for Mm -hmm. the day. So I don't know if Jay West's car is in there and if he's going to be leaving soon, if I should park in front of his or if Zach is home or if he's going to be Guys, I have a parking lot at my house. There's a lot of, there's a lot of cars, visitors that add to those cars. It's complicated. It's very complicated. It is complicated. So I just got to take, it's like a 50-50 guess. Where did you park? In front of Zach's. Okay, good choice. Good choice. Thank you. I think that was safe. Yeah, so uh, that's where my mind was. I was not thinking about all of your disgusting decorations. No, so I decorated for Christmas. I decorated the day after Thanksgiving, which I believe is the proper time to decorate for Christmas. Well, we'll talk about that later because I believe it's not. I was just going to say we could talk about it now because there's an article that actually says, you know, there's a poll of when is the best time to set up your Christmas tree. Yeah, let uh, let me pull this up. Where did it go? It's over here. So, uh, 55.5% of people say the appropriate time to put up a Christmas tree is in November after Thanksgiving. It doesn't say specifically the day after Thanksgiving, but in my house, that's the tradition. The day after Thanksgiving. Between Thanksgiving, which is the third Thursday, Mm -hmm. and the end of November is when over half of the population says, that's a good time. Yeah. Put up your Christmas tree. But if you look at early December, that's 17% of people. And then there's some psychos that wait until after December 20th to put up their tree, which what is even the point at that time? You got to put the gifts under something. Okay. Now, no, never too early, 5.5%. <clears throat> Those are the people that just, listen, anybody who says, oh, it's never too early to put up the Christmas tree. They say that so that they can have an excuse to leave their Christmas tree up all year round. I'm related to one of these people. <laughs> it's not a festive, uh, a festivity type thing. It's not the reason for the season. It's not, oh, I love Christmas. It's you just hate cleaning. I am also related to one of these people, my daughter, who did not take down her Christmas tree all year. And I, I have to admit, I was a little envious when we were setting up Christmas stuff and she did not have to fluff pine needles. I mean, sure. It's like, you know, you're saving yourself some effort in the long run, but is it really worth having to vacuum around and deal with, you know, I mean, think about the I energy you could have saved. I don't think she's vacuuming at all. Think about the energy you, you as her mother, could have saved. Think about the money you could have saved off the energy if you just unplugged that tree. Well, it wasn't plugged in. It was just still remained in the corner of her room unplugged. Oh, it was legitimately just a tree. It was just a tree with the ornaments on it. Okay, we have a gap here because there's also... Um, November before Thanksgiving Day, which I think is in second place with 20% of people. See, I am very against this. Tell me why you're against this, Nathan. Because there is nothing that would ruin the Thanksgiving Day vibes more 
than going over to somebody's house to celebrate Thanksgiving and seeing the Christmas tree put up. And now you feel rushed. I, oh, shoot, I, we got to get Thanksgiving over with. They're they're already ready for Christmas. They don't want us here. They don't want to make this food. <laughs> they don't want to have this time of family. I don't, I don't agree that you feel rushed, but I do agree that I don't like having going to a Thanksgiving dinner and people having decorated for Christmas already because I want to see their fall decorations. However, if you're not hosting Thanksgiving dinner at your house, I think it is completely acceptable for planning reasons. Like if you're going out of town and not returning until after like Thanksgiving weekend, oh no, then it's no. okay to set it up beforehand no. because you won't have time to set it up no. immediately after. And you want to get as much time in with those decorations as possible. What do you mean whenever you say you won't have as much time to put it up after? Well, because you have to take it down shortly after Christmas. So like we always take our Christmas down on New Year's Day. See, Okay, but that's not, uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. In fact, I hate the idea, like some people will take it down the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. They put it up like the day after Thanksgiving, they take it down the day after Christmas. No, you're, now, you're, now, you're rush, now you're rushing Christmas too? <laughs> okay, are you ever satisfied? I, I'm, I'm against that, believe it or not. I think you should leave it up until at least New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, but, I like celebrating New Year's with all your Christmas lights and everything. I think that's just part of it. But I don't look at that as being, like, too soon. Like, I, I don't look at, oh, well, you can't put it up the week before Christmas because then you're going to take it down the week after Christmas. You still got two weeks out of that. No. How long do you want this tree in your house? Listen, Nathan, it is so much work putting all the Christmas stuff up. Like, No, it's not. Morning, Rebecca, I have done this. No, the morning I wake up to start decorating for Christmas, I am... I'm I'm filled with dread because I know what is about to happen, but I but I also know that after it's done, it's going to be incredibly rewarding, which softens the blow of having to decorate for Christmas. But my job is to fluff the branches of the Christmas tree, and it's painful and drying of the hands, and you get like all the dust and the dirt in your nose. And the reason why I have to do it is because nobody else has the the branch fluffing expertise that I have. Mm. And I think they do it on purpose. Like I think they purposely pretend they don't know how. And then you've got a tree with all these bare spots and smooshed branches because nobody else in the house can do it right. And you know what I did the day before on Thanksgiving day? Cooked. Cut. Yes. But I also cut my thumb with a can lid. And so my thumb. Was it cranberry sauce? Probably. Not worth it. And so my thumb had this wide open gash in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I kept poking pine needles oh my. in the cut and that was so painful and then my hands got really dried out from the pine needles from like all the fluffing and my knuckles literally split really? so I just had dry bleeding hands for days it was horrible I'm so sorry it was horrible thank you for your sacrifice but the glow of the Christmas lights is magical and my favorite thing after decorating for Christmas I'm not telling a sad story anymore. You can stop. Oh, you're not? Okay. No. My favorite part is the day after Christmas when you wake up, your house is clean because stop, 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 stop. The house is clean because you had to clean it to decorate and it's decorated so beautifully and like it's magical and curl up next to the fire if you have one. I have one. And so I curl up next to the fire and I've got the Christmas decorations just surrounding me, and it's it's like one of my favorite things. So, <clears throat> you 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 mentioned the reason that you don't want to that that you get an early start on your Christmas tree. It's not an early start; it's average. Fifty five percent of people get the same start as me. Early is relative. Uh, still early though. Is is because you have to wake up and it's a whole day's affair, Rebecca. We're not talking about your entire house's. Christmas decorations. You can leave those up through January for all. No, 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 no. Because we're talking about just the tree, and the tree is easy peasy lemon squeezy. No, it's not. You've seen the massive tree that I have in my dining room, and then the family tree downstairs. We have a tree in the studio. My daughter has a tree in her room. That's a lot of trees, and then I've got all the little ones all over the house. 
There's a lot of Christmas decorating that's happened. No, and dude. it's very apparent. Like Chris, it's Christmas. It's not just like winter decorations. Okay, but you, see, you're talking about decorations again. We're only talking about Christmas trees. Okay, I think we're generalizing it here. No, you you are generalizing. We're talking about you are generalizing. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it down and focus it to what okay. actually matters. But the reason for the season, up, the, it's Christmas not the Christmas tree. tree. <laughs> Listen, when you put up the Christmas tree, you put up the other decorations too. I, I, you know what? That's fine, but I don't think that's required. Richard if wants to know where you. is the nativity scene. I have a nativity scene made from clay that is in my kitchen that a friend got me from Ecuador. Nativity scenes are always weird, right? Yeah. Like they're like they're like action figures. Nobody knows how to it, make it's a like non Jesus like, action figures. No, I mean really, that's what that's what it is. You ever see those Funko Pops? Yes. Why don't yes, they have yeah. a a, Jesus, a little baby Jesus I Funko Pop? Bet they do. And three wise men Funko Pops. We used, Mary and Joseph we Funko Pops. We used to Pops. have um, Veggie Tales nativity scene for our kids, and it like played music and everything, and then like the Veggie Tales people sang. Yeah, that was real cute. My mom always had a glass, um, nativity a glass, scene. and it's like pottery. Like what's ceramic? Ceramic. She had a ceramic okay. nativity scene. I think it was that's what a lot of people. It was have. a big old like had the barn and everything. Had Mary and Joseph, the three wise men, and um, I would always try to sneak different characters and action figures in there mm -hmm. and see how long it took her to figure it out. Like every child does. Yeah. Yeah. Good things. But I've, I've actually eliminated my like large nativity scene because I honestly felt weird about like the statues and stuff. Like not like it's like a, a mm. you shouldn't do it. I just didn't. I just didn't like it. So I've got my clay nativity scene. Yeah. There's no Funko nativity. Funko pop. Uh, Funko nativity pop. Anyway. What a bummer. What a bummer. What a missed opportunity, you know? It looks like there's a lot of people that tried to create it, though. Yeah, with, like, Avengers, Funko Pops, and stuff like that. Anyway, my point is, nativity scene's kind of weird, all right? Mm -hmm. Coming from somebody who believes in that and grew up in a Christian household. I don't know why I said that. believes in that. That makes it sound like, <laughs> anyway. I, I don't know. Nativity scenes are weird. All right, nativity scenes are weird. That's it. Glad we can agree on something. Me too, because we certainly don't agree on most things, especially whenever it's Christmas related. I don't like having little figurines in my house. Like I don't decorate with little figurines and mainly because you have to dust them and it's just a lot. It's a lot to have to take care of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I went to my in-laws house for Thanksgiving and I definitely recognize that my mother-in-law is really, really into little like figurines action I, figures no and i think there's like a name for them trinkets or no there's another you're just name. using uh you're using words that mothers use to try to like make kids feel bad about or like teenagers feel bad about holding on to their toys your little trinkets <laughs> your little action action guys anyway your little my mother-in-law likes decorating with little figurines and little figurines she had this, this maybe that was just my mom small table in the hallway and we we brought elvis with us and he's a, a very large dog and so like we immediately started looking around to see like what needed to be removed so that he didn't break anything. And this little table needed to be removed because it was covered in little figurines, like lots of statues, like ceramic statues. Mm. And then on the bottom of it, on like the braces, yeah. she had more little figurines. More. And I was thinking like, okay, maybe she spent like a lifetime collecting these little figurines. Honestly, whenever I got a figurine, it it sat out for a little bit, and then when I was ready, I just put it in a box of storage stuff or got rid of it. Just get rid of it. I just, I'm not that's a fine. collector of figurines. It's not she's your thing. really great at dusting, though. I think that's why she's okay with collecting them because she doesn't mind doing the dusting. Um, I had a friend growing up whose grandma, who lived with them, she collected baby dolls. Oh. I haven't thought about that in a while. Uh -huh. But I wonder what they did with all those baby dolls. Because she's long dead and gone. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but those baby dolls, man, I wonder if they just like tossed them into the fiery furnace and just left them or if, or if they're all in a crate somewhere, you know, waiting, waiting for their dark, sinister souls to be released by some unlucky discoverer. My mother-in-law is also a collector of dolls. That's so weird. And she has one room specifically that has um, her mother, no, her her grandmother's furniture and all the old dolls that she's collected. And that is the room Grace stays in. And there's like a lot of old pictures of people that she doesn't know. And then a lot of dolls. And when she arrives, the first thing she does is takes all the dolls and puts them in the closet because she can't sleep in the room with all <laughs> uh-huh. the dolls in there. That's funny. But then you have to think, like, you have a gang of dolls in the closet. That's true. And I think gang is the correct word to use. <laughs> this gang of dolls that are getting ready, like, the moment you open up that door, they will ambush you. I, I bet you don't even have to open the door. I bet while you're sleeping, you'll hear a creak of the door. And you see them like stacked up on each other, yeah, kind like of like big like the doll. kids that are trying to get into an R-rated movie with with the the trench coat. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're all on each other's shoulders, so that they could open the doorknob, and then they're gonna come out and kill you in your sleep. Yeah, like Chucky. Yep, heard of that happening before. Yep, it, it's real stuff, guys. That happens. Um, that Webb happens says all the time. We can go ahead and begin. He is here. Hello, Webb. Thank you for that permission. We will start the show now. <clears throat> What do, what do we got for tonight? All righty, fellas. Hold on. Let me get. No. No. There Shall we, we go. begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's What's the the stay calm? It's time. It's time. You need to say it's time. Stay calm. Oh, everybody look at the tree. Oh, I love this tree. Oh, joy. The holidays again. What is the deal? You know, I've been wondering that question myself recently. People are going to be so confused when this episode just starts over in the middle of it. What is the deal with people? You know, uh, it's not even not even December. We have Christmas trees everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's beginning to look a lot like uh, Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like the worst day of my life. Oh, my gosh. Are you calling Christmas the worst day of your life? No, no. But I tell you what, it was the worst day of somebody's life. I guarantee you. Well, probably, yeah. but that's really depressing to think about. The worst day of somebody's life? Being Christmas. And then every Christmas after that, you remember that horrible thing that happened. Yeah. You know you know uh, who I think just kind of as a whole, for the most part, hates Christmas or is not a fan of Christmas? The Grinch. The Grinch. Um, also, people whose birthdays land on Christmas. Okay, I don't think they they hate Christmas. I I think they don't like that their birthday is on Christmas and their their gifts are combined. I'm not saying that I'm in as as difficult a situation as those whose whose birthdays land on Christmas, but my birthday is January 8th and by the time it rolls around to my birthday everybody is flat broke. They spent all their money on Christmas. And I should be celebrated, and there's no celebrating going on because nobody has money. Yep, yep. My birthday's yep. in August. You should have planned ahead, honestly. August is a good time. <laughs> Webb says, oh, man, I was kidding. Now I'm embarrassed. No need to be embarrassed, Webb. That was just for you. That's just because we care about you that we started right, the right, show right. all over again. Uh, yeah, so what are we talking about? Uh, Christmas trees. Sorry, talking about that. The Chicago Tool Library. I thought this was cool. Did okay. you read about this? Yeah, so this this is a cool thing. In Chicago, there is a tool library that is just like a regular library. Mm-hmm. You can check out tools and people <sighs> donate all the tools and you need a tool. You can just come in. You do have to pay a membership fee, but it's kind of a just whatever you can afford type thing. Yeah, just pay what you can. Yeah. And so many people have donated tools that they've ran out of space and they're no longer accepting donations. I believe it was in 2017. No, mm. opened in 2019. And yeah, they, they, they check out all their tools regularly. Not all the tools, but they check out tools regularly. I don't know if you're aware of this, Nathan, but we have something like that here in Olathe. Wait, do we actually? Yeah. Wait a minute. Did I know about this? I don't know. It's at the Olathe Library. 
Oh, I think I there's there's this. several libraries that do this, but um, one has like gardening tools, and the other one has like just regular tools that right. you need for for household things. Um, but I believe all of theirs weren't donated. I believe it was like they're all newer or they were new originally and you can check it out, but it's at no cost. Like it's part of the library. Hmm. There was, um, I was trying to find his name and I can't find it, but, um, you remember back in the day, whenever I worked on a show in Kansas city, um, I don't know if I ever mentioned the name. It was Nary home time. It doesn't exist anymore, but (laughs) because I left, (laughs) right. Just kidding. Not at all. Um, but anyway, there it was it was a show about like local area contractors and remodelers and all that kind of stuff. Um, there was a guy, Mike O'Connell. There it is. Mike O'Connell was this old, old guy, would always wear these yellow suspenders um, that looked like tape measures. And he would collect tools and stuff. I love the older guys that wear the the mm-hmm. like measuring tape suspenders. Yeah. He like, was they're he my was great. they're some of my favorite older guys. <laughs> Like if you're wearing if you're wearing the measuring tape suspenders and you're an old man, yeah. we could probably be friends. He's there. he's got a real friendly smile too. Nathan's he was, showing me a picture of him right uh, now. One of the most friendly people I think I've ever met. Um like yeah, he's got character. If you're if you're sporting those suspenders, you've got some character. Yeah, for sure. He uh anyway, he would like collect tools and everything like that, and he was always talking about like if you have tools and you don't use them, give them to me. Because he would go to uh, schools and stuff that were teaching like trades and he would give the tools to them to use because they're always in need of tools. So I thought that was cool. Anyway, that's what that uh, tool library reminded me of. Yeah, I get why there's so many donated though because like if you've ever been to like thrift stores or like antique shops, there's always a ton of tools there because Mm -hmm. people will spend their entire lives collecting tools and then when they die, th- those tools just keep getting passed down. And a lot of times people already have their own set of tools. Do you know anybody like that who, who just collects tools and tools and tools? We have a lot of tools at my house, but that's because my son is a mechanic. That's who I was referring to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've got, we've got a, a tool chest going and a tool closet and another tool cabinet and then there's his tools at work that if he were ever to leave that job would end up in our garage as well. I don't mind so much though. I like having all of, he's got nice tools. Yeah. Which no, is real does. convenient when somebody loses a tire or something or needs a quick auto repair. Mm-hmm. We've usually got it in our garage. It's true. Richard says, what am I chopped liver? Richard, we said hi to you at the very start. Richard, I believe you're being needy right now because we mentioned your um, nativity comment. Mm-hmm. Um, we said hi to you. I think Nathan said hi to you twice I mentioned in the beginning. Chucky. That was your idea. Uh-huh. Anyway. So I'm wondering if Richard is even listening to us at this point. Probably not. Probably hates us. Probably turned us off. <laughs> okay. Speaking of kids that are into cars. So there's this 11-year-old in Chicago. Dude. That is real into cars. That's called a transition if you never see one. That was clean. Yeah, it that was. was mm, this wow. kid is so much into cars that he's holding people up at gunpoint to get them. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's tough being an 11-year-old these days. Well, he carjacked the wrong person because... I believe it was the uh, chief of police is white. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I'm sorry, Chicago police superintendent. I don't know. Some important police guy. I think it was the chief's wife. I think you were right. Okay. Um, The 11 year old held her up at gunpoint. I believe it was for a BMW SUV of some kind. Not bad. Not bad. Wonder if he used the blinker. Wonder if they has a blinker. Pretty nice vehicle. Um, this isn't his first carjacking. No. He is a serial carjacker. This 11-year-old has a history. I'm not sure how, he old, how old he was when he first started, but it has gained um, the mayor's attention, Miss Miss Lightfoot. Miss I don't know what her first Lightfoot. name is. Lightfoot. But, Doesn't oh, matter. Um, it's cool. Lori. Last name. Oh, mayor Lori. Lori Lightfoot. Classic. So she, she's going she's gonna to look further into this and uh, hopefully offer this boy who has felony charges against him already he's not even a he's not even a teenager yet dude you know what assuming he's a good driver which he must be if he's 11 and he's already jacking cars getting the it was a 2021 bmw i just read that holy cow um uh, 
He's already getting the driving experience. He is getting the, uh, you know, quick thinking of carjacking and whatnot. Also knows how to <laughs> evade police. I think this also guy has a knows future. Knows how to use a weapon. Also knows how to use a weapon, which could be convenient. All right. I think he has a future as like some sort of getaway driver. Baby driver? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, and at 11, you can call him a baby still. It's true. Yeah. But just imagine, you know, if some like a uh, mob boss, drug lord, a criminal mastermind took him under the wheel. I mean, this under kid, the wing <laughs> or under the wheel. This kid has a real future. The mob, mafia, maybe, yeah. you know, like. Dude, I'm telling you, there's some potential there. They need to capitalize Sky on that. Sky is the limit with this kid. Starting off as, you know, a thief at 11. Dude. If he plays he his could cards be right. successful. If he plays his cards right, he could be retired 25. <laughs> you know? You mean dead? No, well, depends how good he is, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. No, dude, he'd be uh, driving into the sunset with, uh, you know, the love of his life in the passenger seat. With the, the top down on his convertible. Webb would like to know if he can even reach the pedals. Apparently, Webb, because he's been a successful carjacker for a it's while. true. He's kind of got to be a tall 11-year-old. Yeah. I bet know? I bet he's got to, like, kind of, you know, lay down, though, on the seat and hold the steering wheel so he can mm. reach. And then yeah, when he wants to, maybe he's got an apparatus like that a, he's arranged. He stole a cane at some point as well that he pushes <laughs> the pedal down with. That could work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I could see that. I could see that working. This kid's got a future if they can catch him. Mm-hmm. I guess they already caught him, didn't they? Yeah, they he did. He was arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. He well, that's arrested. all right. He's still got. And he'll probably get, go to like child protect. Well, I mean, he's going to be in juvie for a little bit, but I believe they're going to give him some like, um, I don't know, some assistance and discipline and learning how to be a kid, not a thief. Yeah. Yeah, they should Getting also him some actual help. Um, maybe like, I don't know, do some do some training with everybody who has a driver's license to teach them not to be such a pushover that they get carjacked by an eleven-year-old. Imagine okay, at that point, at that gun. point, at that point, you don't even like I'm tell sorry, anybody. Sorry, but right? if an eleven-year-old walks up to me with a gun, uh, that's gonna work. Like I, I'll hand over the keys. At that point, at that point, you probably the reason he got away so often was not because he was good at it. It was because everybody was so embarrassed to report it. <laughs> They're like, hey, I got carjacked. Do you know what he looked like? Uh, yeah. He's only six got- foot, uh, definitely older than 11, maybe uh, maybe mid-30s. Um, <laughs> Why did you say older than 11? That's oddly specific. No reason, actually. Um, There's probably like 10 carjackings that they're aware of that has been reported. Everybody else is like, yeah, just, uh, I lost the car. Been into high school. In fact, he's graduated High school, uh, definitely, definitely has gone through all of high school and uh, maybe even college, you know. It wasn't an 11-year-old, though, so don't don't go looking for that. <laughs> you think I could, you think I would give you carjacked by an 11-year-old? You leave your keys in your car. Yeah, that's not carjacking, okay? It is if somebody takes it. No, it's not I gave it to them at that point. I also... Gave them my wallet. All right. All right. Also well, speaking of people with a future, I think these people might have a future in a new sport that is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I kept looking for this to be a joke. I'm still not convinced it's not a joke. Like, no, I'm a, a little nervous, like, to talk about it because I don't want to find out later that it was a joke and I was bamboozled. But um, professional pillow fighting? Yeah. It's a sport. It's a sport. It's a thing. Uh-huh. Come on. But it's not like just your average Joe, you know, people giggling and laughing and jumping in, jumping on top of the bed and pillow fighting. These are like MMA fighters fighting with pillows. Think the, of this as okay. like a yeah. family friendly cage match. You've, yeah, you've seen cage matches. A, you've done MMA. You know I the have. blood, the guts, the gore, the death it's that happens in the ring. It's too much for people the, to handle. But The broken bones. This is a softer version of, of MMA. And they say it's like bloodless, but you and I both know that a good pillow fight is going to involve blood at some point. Honestly, if there isn't blood, you're not 
fighting correctly with yeah, the pillow. Yeah, right? Now, they do have the added benefit, as far as avoiding blood goes, that there are no corners of any dressers, no uh, headboards yeah. to hit their heads on. You're in a padded ring with yeah. ropes. So honestly, this is kind of like a step below regular pillow fighting, yeah. if you think about it. a little less dangerous. They're not using like actual pillows. They're using um, professional... These are regulation pillows yeah, that they're yeah, using? Yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah, regulation pillows. They kind of just look like pillows. Pillows. They look like pillows. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say about it. They've that. also got um, a tire that I would say kind of looks like a '40s swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Listen, like you 1940s know, swimsuit, not like a suit a 40 year old would wear now. The the thing about new sports, Rebecca, is it always takes them a little bit to get the attire down. I'm wondering, yeah. like, do you have to have special shoes? Like, is there, like, regulated shoes to wear with this whole pillow fighting I'm expecting them to wear, like, uh, wrestling shoes. Not, like, uh, WWE wrestling shoes, mm -hmm. but, like, a college wrestling okay. shoes. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. All right. Because the wrestling shoes aren't meant to hold your ground. Like to stand and be able to like punch and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because you're grappling on the ground. And so you're not necessarily using your shoes as much as you're going to need to use them when you're you're getting your stance for pillow fighting. So you think they're going to wear more like basketball shoes? Possibly. But maybe Possibly. like a mix. Maybe, maybe like wrestling basketball shoes. Let's just go with that. Wrestling basketball shoes probably. Okay. I'm saying that, but boxers, they wear, okay, they don't wear wrestling shoes, but they wear like those boot things, right? Oh, that's a good call. I didn't think about boxing shoes. Yeah. And those are like, you know, laced up on your ankles, I think, to give you that extra ankle support. Yeah. I, I think, correct you know what? That. I think you might be right with these. That you're going to need boxing shoes, which are kind of a combination between basketball shoes and wrestling shoes. So you called it, Nathan. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that, what, what we're looking at right now with uh, these boxing shoes is um, probably your new pillow fighting shoes. I kind of like the way they look, honestly. You know, you futsal shoes, basketball right? shoes have been in style for a little bit. A little while. Skate shoes, uh -huh. of course. Futsal shoes, which is this indoor soccer, mm -hmm. have all been like casual wear shoes for a while now. Mm -hmm. Why aren't boxing shoes okay. casual wear? This wasn't boxing shoes, but when I was in middle school, yeah, everybody wore wrestling shoes. Really? I had a pair of black and white ASIC wrestling shoes that I had some like professional wrestler sign that came to my school to speak about something. Um, wrestling shoes just look like basketball shoes. No, they don't. They're like a lot softer with like no sole. Uh, uh, I think you just described. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you should type in 1990 wrestling shoes. Oh, 1990. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, my daughter had wrestling shoes because she did her wrestling her freshman year in high school, which was just a couple years ago. What'd she do with them? Um, they were the schools. Weird. Yeah. Okay. See how there's like a very, very thin sole on the bottom. So of they're shoes? basketball shoes without the sole. Sure. But less structure too. Like the material is a lot thinner. Like, there's not very much support in wrestling shoes at all. So they're comfortable. You're basically wearing lace-up socks. They're comfortable basketball shoes without a sole. Without a sole and without, like, the the leather. Right, so they're comfortable. Uh, okay, yeah, which makes them not basketball shoes at all. Well, I mean, they look how, like How is our shoes. discussion over pillow fighting, like, turned into our discussion over wrestling shoes? And because it's you and I. how close they are to basketball shoes. Where else would this discussion go? <laughs> so here's the way it's going to work, is that it's a pay-per-view event happening in Florida on January 29th. They're taking actual MMA fighters and boxers and stuff. Steve Williams, the man with the dream. Get it? Dreaming, pillow fighting. Wow. Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. Anyway, he's the one who started this. I don't know who Steve Williams is. No idea. He had a dream. He's the CEO of PFC, Pillow Fight uh, Corporated, mm -hmm. Pillow Fight Cutthroat, Pillow Fight Colt. Colt. <laughs> Championship. Oh, yeah. Championship. 
apparently these have been going on for a little bit though, because there's a picture here from a fight that went on in October 23rd of yeah, this year. How 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 else would they already have pictures and regulation shoes and attire and pillows? So they've got to they got to be building up the the teams. It's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing, Rebecca. You and I both have experienced pillow fighting, mm-hmm. not necessarily each other. I think the closest we've come to pillow fighting is that one day at college, whenever they had the oh inflatable stuff. Oh my gosh! Stuff. And you hit me with like the cannonball thing. Yeah, it was a, a wrecking, wrecking ball. ball that you try to knock people off of their stands with, and I freaking. Jeez, he okay, Nathan. Rebecca hasn't been the same hit since. Hit me so hard in the face with the wrecking ball, like my feet flew up over my head. <laughs> the first rule of Pillow Fight Club: you don't talk about Pillow Fight Club. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, anyway, so we but we both have experience about pillow fighting. Mm-hmm. So I think, why don't we like start training and then come January 29th or whatever, we have our own exhibition match. Yeah. I think we also need to test like how many hits does it take before you have a bloody nose? That's true. And so, um, I think we need to do a live stream where I just hit you in the face over and over and over so that we have a proper count. Well, I don't get bloody noses easily though. I'll try my hardest then. I, I just don't think you also have to use a pillow you own. You can't go out and buy one of these like professional Gosh, grade pillows. Yours is going to be full of mites and sweat and who knows what else. And I can't, I'm sorry. I can't risk. You don't want to get hit, hit by my that. pillow. Ugh. Rebecca, I have been molding yes, this pillow. You have been molding this <laughs> pillow. Be perfect. Those allergies you're experiencing, <laughs> those are oh. probably mold allergies from I your pillow. Hadn't thought about that. <laughs> they follow me everywhere. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I'm fine until I go to sleep again and then allergies, boom, there they are. They're back. Um, but no, In case you, need you guys don't pillow. know, Nathan's basically had the same pillow his entire life. You need a good pillow that you can push to the end of a pillowcase. You ever okay. have those pillows? Okay. I I have not spent a lot of time thinking about it. I think it was just a matter of grabbing what pillow is there. It needs it's a little a more weight. Mistake. Like it can't be like one of those super lightweight ones, but it also can't be like a memory foam pillow. Like Oh, the memory foam foam pillows will deck a person. Okay, but what if what if that wears out your arms faster? It won't wear on my arms. I'm what, tough. What about like a Okay, what about like a feather pillow? I oh, would feather think, pillows are like hitting somebody with little knives because of all the quills poking out. I hate feather pillows. I think the feather pillow is probably a good move because you've got a lot of weight that can like shift to one side so you can get a real good grip on it. Yeah. And the impact is pretty strong. Feather pillows are a good call. Feather pillows are a really good call, um, especially a used feather pillow, something that, you know, because if you can get 30% pillow, in 70% pillowcase uh-huh. to really get a swing on that, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. That's that's the method. And that's one thing we haven't even touched on is the form and the strategy and the methodology that goes behind a pillow fight, you know? How are you going to outplay your opponent whenever you have the same weapon? I wonder what the training looks like in going into a pillow fight. Mm. Like... You probably do a lot of work with medicine balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the ropes, you know, like. I I would I, imagine. I don't know how to describe that, but like where you like make oh, the snake yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, you do like the, with the, the yeah. wiggly ropes. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. That's that's how sure. I was going to describe it. Um, These kind of remind me of like a, a boxing glove, but instead of putting the glove on your hand, you're just holding you're just on swinging. to it. You're just swinging a massive yeah. boxing glove. Yeah, there's there's no headgear or anything like that. Well, uh, it's a pillow, you know. You it, don't need it. I appear. It appears that the man has a mouthpiece in, though. It's true. He so. has a big nose. The guy in this uh, picture from the match in uh, October, he's got a pretty good looking nose. So if anybody can get a bloody nose, it's probably gonna be that guy, yeah, right? He's probably taking some hits on that schnoz. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be hard not to hit it, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, you miss. I was you going for your shoulder, and I just got your nose on accident. I'm sorry. Whenever I was a lad. Now, here's the thing. I'm number five of six children. My youngest, my only younger sibling is a sister. There's four years difference. 
couldn't really do much to her. I punched her in the head one time, but it was an accident. I asked her not to tell mom and <laughs> she, she obliged. Anyway, didn't she? No, oh, she didn't. She kept the she, secret. She didn't tell Ooh. mom. She was great. She was a trooper. She was just trying to get on my good side, which I wasn't having. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so I didn't get a lot of experience fighting, pillow fighting younger siblings. Anytime I was wrestling or doing any sort of like hand-to-hand combat, I was fighting up. I was punching up my whole life. That's mm-hmm. why I am the way I am. That's why I'm so massive and fit and just the epitome of masculinity. It's because I've been punching up my whole life. You know, I haven't cried since I was an infant, I think. But I had a friend who had a younger brother. You've met this friend. His name is Grant. He has a younger brother named Dallas. who's about four years younger than us. But Dallas grew up in a family full of guys. Uh, Grant has two other brothers that are older than him. And so Grant was the youngest for a long time. Dallas comes along and uh, now Grant's no longer the youngest. I'm going to stop you here. I'll let you finish in a second, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I want you to practice your like summarizing your story skills on this story. Okay. 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 So try to try to tell the story in as few words as possible. Three hours later. So whenever Grant and I would be pillow fighting Dallas, rather than an actual fight, we would have Dallas stand still. I would swing. Well, we would have Dallas stand still and see how many hits it took to get him knocked down. It was a test of Dallas's strength. But what he didn't know is we were communicating behind his back and, and, and we'd count down and I would swing for his legs and Grant would swing for his head. And we'd pancake him. Aww. And he would just go from standing up to landing straight on Poor his back. Dallas. Oh, it was great. And their uh, playroom floor was just concrete with like a very thin carpet above it. Oh, It was very hard to sleep on. But uh, I bet it knocked the wind out of him every time he fell like that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he was the youngest. What was he going to do? Cry? He would just laugh it off. No. Uh, okay. Similar experience in my family. Not with pillow fighting, but my, my sisters made up their own game. There was... There was Five of us total. I was the youngest girl. Mm. All of us were girls. Anyway, my sisters came up with this great idea called the train game. And the two youngest, which was my sister and I, we would get to start the game by being tied to the tree. Oh. And so the thing was, was one younger sister had to tie the other sister to the tree while the older ones ran around the house like a train, making train noises, like chugga-chugga-choo-choo. Sure, yeah, that sounds exactly like a train. Slowly gaining speed. So by the time they got to the tree where we were tied, they would run full speed into us. Like just like headbutt you or shoulder? Like just throw their entire body into us Okay. against the tree. If the other sister didn't get you untied in time. No, that sounds that sounds like really good like life training, you know? What are you going to do if you get tied up to some railroad tracks? Okay. That train's not stopping. I I miss I misspoke one detail because I said the younger sister tied us up. No, the older ones tied us up. The train tied you up. Yeah. While the younger one had to try to untie you and they were real good with the knots. Sure, probably girl scouts or something lame. Yeah. Yes. And so we could never get each other untied in time before they slammed into us. But when we would tie them up, it was like we would tie like a bow. Sure. And that was it. And they would get it undone before we got there. And we were always like totally bummed. We didn't get to slam into them. But I had a bruised spine most of my childhood. I would imagine. You know what you should have done? You should have added another rule that the train has to stay on course no matter if the other person is tied up or not. So there's a punishment. If Mm -hmm. you can get it untied, then the other sibling has to ram their entire body into the tree. You know, if I wasn't six, I probably could have thought that far. But I was six. But I had no idea that all along, my sisters were preparing me for this moment in my life where I would become a professional pillow fighter and be prepared for anything. So I should be thanking them right now. Yeah, it was definitely that and not your MMA training. Yeah, so <laughs> new announcement, you. guys. Um, I know that we announced recently that we started doing a new show together on Life 88.5 on Saturday evenings. 
Um, Life 88.5 Family Game Night, sponsored by Northland Sonic Drive-Ins. But uh, that has come to an end. Uh, Nathan and I are now going to become professional pillow fighters. It's happening. And uh, we're a team. Yep. Yep. We're doing the doubles 2v2, guy and girl versus guy and girl. Mm-hmm. Even split. Yep. And uh, I think we're going to take it to the top, honestly. Mm-hmm. World championships, probably. Even. This is this is going to build our retirement. This is it. This is what we plan on going out with. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely stay in tune for that. Even up on the whole radio podcasting thing. Honestly, it was just a front to get us to the pillow fighting mm-hmm. championships yep. anyway. So And we've done it. Yep. Yep, so we'll start training soon. Maybe we should, uh, like, vlog. We'll start training soon. <laughs> we have until January. Come on. <laughs> it can't be that hard. We're converting this studio with the padded soundproof walls into our pillow. Yes. Room. <laughs> Nathan's bringing his old moldy pillow. Dude, that's my ace in the hole, man. Nobody finds out about that until... <laughs> The championship fight. They all come down with some kind of virus. (laughs) (laughs) The coronavirus has a new strain and it has to do with Nathan's pillow. (laughs) Come on. No. Maybe my immune system is just way better because of it, you know? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's why you got coronavirus and I didn't. Yeah. That's also why you get sick every single year and have allergies pretty much year round and have stomach problems and... It's all related to your pillow. It's all related to the pillow. Yeah, it's all training. Okay, I'm totally going to change subjects on you. But I found out something cool recently. One of my favorite stores, and the store you hate probably more than any store ever for absolutely no legit reason, Lush. It's where I get all my cool bath bombs, body wash, my $25 shampoo, Daddy-O purple shampoo. That's my favorite. Uh Candy Rain is the conditioner. Smells so good. Right now I'm using... Definitely um, smells better than chocolate rain. Am I right? (laughs) Right now I'm using Snow Fairy body wash and it it just makes me happy every time I smell it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Lush did something cool right before Black Friday. Because of all the revelations coming out about how bad social media is for teens' mental health, Mm -hmm. they decided to completely pull all of their social media. All of their social media? TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. And that's like a huge generator for them to like advertise, get new customers, They pulled it all right before, like, the biggest shopping day of the year. Yeah, what are they going to do with uh, having uh, to spam you with Black Friday deals? You know, Cyber Monday deals, Christmas deals. Anyway, I thought that was a very bold move. I'm curious on how that trend is going to continue to follow with other organizations. Um, Nathan doesn't have anything against the store except for the fact that he doesn't like that I spend so much money on my my beauty products. Uh, it is very expensive. It's very expensive, and it doesn't smell good. It does it will smell good. Give and you a headache, just like uh, Bath and Body Works. No, it's not true. It's way different. It's like all natural stuff, and the smell is not like chemicals. It's like pure and magical and wonderful. And you're just wrong. I love using the products from these stores. The bath bombs are really fun. It's like the teen version of Bath and Body Works. It's not. No. It's like the... the you're the, wrong. It's like the suburb version of Bath and Body Works. It's like the hipster version of Bath and Body Works. Okay, no, you're just, Rebecca, you want to be a hipster so bad. I do like the way hipsters dress. But you don't dress like hipsters. I don't. I Okay, since I've been working from home the last couple of years, it's like ripped jeans, sweatpants, sweatshirts. It's it's been pretty sloppy lately. But if I could dress the way I want to dress, um, if I had to go out in public regularly... I would dress like a hipster because I really like the way hipsters dress. Listen, if you're not a hipster at home, you're not a hipster outside of home. All anyway, right? That's just the way it works. Anyway, I think it's really cool what Lush did. And my daughter, who is 17 years old, 
got off most of her social media recently. She still has uh, TikTok. That's the worst of them all. She still has TikTok, but she got rid of her Instagram and she got rid of her TikTok. Or no. Inst- uh, uh, Snapchat? Uh, Snapchat. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Um, anyway, at dinner last night, she was talking about how much happier she is now that she's off of social media. Yeah. And now she says when she's at school, she sees how wrapped up in social media that her friends are. And she's wishing for them that they could get off because uh, on TikTok, yes. On TikTok, she's not looking at what all of her friends are doing and posting. She's just watching just the videos, like yeah. the reels. Or I guess that's what Facebook calls them as reels. But there's just the short videos. But on Instagram and Snapchat, she was watching what her friends are doing every day. And then she would feel left out of certain things. Or if a friend was dealing with something really sad, then she would have empathy for them and like be sad with them. And not that she doesn't want to care for her friends, but it was just becoming too much for her to handle. Mm-hmm. And so she she walked away from it, and she has zero regrets. Yeah, I've been on Snapchat, off Snapchat for almost two years now. I don't miss it. I I well, yeah, I don't miss it. I, if I had to choose between having Facebook or Snapchat, I think I would choose Snapchat because I think Facebook is kind of like an echoing chamber, whereas Snapchat is more of like communication. Instagram, I've also been off of. I go, I go on and off of Instagram. For my job, I'm supposed to be on social media. Mm-hmm. I enjoy posting pictures and sharing them with family and things like that. But lately, I mean, I've expressed that our family's been going through a lot the last few months. Um, I have stayed away from social media just because it adds just extra stress and anything I put out there, I just don't want like any judgment or anything. Like it's just not something that I'm ready to deal with or want to accept into my life right now. Mm -hmm. So I've really just stepped away from social media fairly significantly, but um, I do still have to interact with it for my job. Yeah. I mean, as long as, and here's the thing is like, even if you're not like caught up in everybody else's lives, social media apps can just become like this black hole of procrastination and they just capitalize on, uh, or, or they magnify, I should say they magnify the problem that you already have, which is like getting out of bed or like starting to do something, mm-hmm. spending 30 minutes eating lunch instead of the five it actually takes you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be healthy, depending on what you're procrastinating after lunch. <laughs> but anyway, so there's there's some healthy healthiness to deleting them, even if it's not like overtaking your life and your mm-hmm. emotional status. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, but YouTube for me kind of like I almost have to set aside time to watch YouTube because the YouTube videos I'm watching are all, pretty much all over 10 minutes. Sure. You know, and I know that's not for everybody. Because they're 10 minutes, you spend hours watching. All right, listen, I'm trying, Rebecca, you know me better than people who are listening. So I'm trying to like appear like a, like a better person. Okay. Like I don't spend like three hours in bed every morning watching YouTube videos. I didn't say that. All right. Okay. We have seven minutes left of the show and I have a story I need to tell. Okay. Um, My husband made a huge mistake on Thanksgiving day. Like huge, like against rules for married people. Um, He broke a cardinal rule. I don't know if I'm using that right, but um, I was in charge of making the turkey for his entire side of the family. Mm -hmm. And I soaked it in brine. I read all the directions correctly. I've made it this way for the last three years. And everybody has said every single time, it's literally the best turkey they've ever had. Wow. So... I'm just going to do everything the exact same way I do it every year. And I did. And I put the turkey in at 325 at 7 a.m. And I went back to bed for a couple hours and woke to find there was a huge debate over whether 325 was an acceptable temperature. Sorry, there's a lot of noise upstairs there for a second. Um, Over whether 325 was an acceptable temperature. Everybody felt... My husband's parents felt it should have been at 350 or 375. Even though they're, are these the same people that always say it's the best turkey they've ever had? Or have no, they, no, no, have they, they haven't experienced it yet. Oh, we don't okay. usually travel for Thanksgiving. 
Um, so anyway, the last hour, I tell my husband, hey, I'm going to go get a shower. Can you take off the foil so the skin can brown mm-hmm. the last hour? Really crispy. Meanwhile, I keep hearing from the other room, are you sure it's going to be done? I mean, we don't want to risk being sick. Everything says 350 or 375. Mm. So while I'm getting a shower, my husband changes the temperature to 350. Unbelievable. So I come out to check to make sure like the foil's off and the skin is getting brown. And I notice the temperature got changed. Did you divorce him? Not yet. So he comes back while I'm getting ready and he's all like chipper and everything acting like nothing's changed. And I looked at him and I was like, I know what you did. He's like, what? Why? I took the foil off the turkey for you. I'm like, yeah, I checked. Also noticed you you caved. You caved. You changed the temperature. And he's like, what? You know, to just brown the skin. And I'm like, no, I told you it would still brown at 325. You just caved to your mother's pressure. Hmm. So I went straight to Twitter, speaking of social media, um, to ask if that was grounds for divorce. Twitter said yes. So another announcement. Um, My husband and I are getting a divorce. Who gets the house? uh, Neither of us. Plot twist. (laughs) So just your kids then? You're both moving away and giving the house to your kids. We're each getting our own RV. Oh, nice. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I actually thought it was funny. You know. I joked with him about it, and I said, I'm not mad at you. I'm just going to bring it up for like the next week or month or year. I'm not mad. I'm just petty. roast you about it continuously. And so he has that to look forward to. I'm sure that really is just very helpful (laughs) in his day-to-day life. You know, if you and Jay West really did get a divorce, it would be uh, terrible. But if you guys got RVs, you know for a fact that he would be like 200 miles. Oh, hey, Jay West. He'd be like two- <laughs> did you? Come here. Come in. How many, do we have four minutes left? Come in with the tea. We were just telling the story. Speaking of tea. Yeah. <laughs> we're just telling the story about you changing the temperature of the turkey. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Do you want to defend yourself? Well, while 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 I'm making fun of him, he just brought tea into us. Your tea's gonna fall off the edge. Wanted crispy, crispy, not tender, but crispy turkey skin. You know, it was like the last hour, and I I turned the temperature up to get that crispness to the turkey. So you didn't cave to your mom. I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize I was on camera. I thought we were just. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I. Did not cave to my mom. I was, oh, was So you hour. would have just turned it up to 350 we, well, on Here's what own. you said. You said, now take the foil off and we'll let it cook the rest of the hour. And I went, cool. I want crispy turkey, uh-huh. not inside. Because you said the... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, no, he caved. Jay West, why is your face so red? Did not to the pressure. How many, how many times crispy. have I brought this up to you since Thanksgiving? <clears throat> it was more, more times than fingers are on my hands. <laughs> So, and I guess there's others involved in this conversation now. Well, because I went to Twitter. Right. I also right. went in to let my children know that uh, their parents were getting divorced on Thanksgiving. My brothers, they, everyone, everyone and their chicken. And they all agreed. Everyone, everyone and, and their, their turkey. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> By the way, the turkey was perfect. Everyone's uh, was great. Thank goodness you. Uh, up to the temperature. For I that did wait to brag minutes. about it until I made sure that nobody got sick from it, and then I was like, gave him that look like everybody thought it was the best turkey ever, ever. huh? Best turkey. Yep. Ever. Yep. Well, yep. Sounds like a success to me. It was. <laughs> Jay West, if you need a place Thank to crash, you. you know I have a comfortable couch. Oh, we're all good. We're good, right? I think you should listen to him, though. It's an option. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's it's a comfortable couch. I have coffee beans and a French press. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Jay West. <laughs> yeah, all right. The French press is mine. Anyway. Well, thanks for bringing that up. All right. Enjoy your tea. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing us new tea since Rebecca spilled all of the tea we had. <laughs> Good timing. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a good show so far, I think. So far as it comes to an end. <laughs> hey, listen, we still have like a minute. Things can go horribly awry. You never know. 
we'll see uh we'll see you next week i guess do you mm-hmm. have anything to add no no That's all right it. to our patrons we'll see you guys in the let's be honest after this this is still here hanging over my shoulder just commenting just making sure you don't spill anything else <laughs> that tea is very hot rebecca you can't spill it right now <laughs> but until next time my name is nathan and i'm rebecca we out oh and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night <laughs>